Hello and welcome to the Cafe Hustle podcast with me, Andy Jones. And today I am welcoming Jack Brewer onto the Cafe Hustle to talk about their great big plans that they've got lined up. Now, they've already got 11 locations, but that isn't the big news. They have just secured nearly one and a half million pounds in investment to help them grow with the aim to grow to up to 30 sites. And I think Jack mentions in this episode that their ultimate goal is to get to 92 sites in line with their name, obviously 92 degrees. So in this episode, we cover what it is their business offers as a concept, and we're going to talk through some of their amazing growth, what fueled it, what strategies worked for Jack and his team, and what barriers they found and things that didn't quite work as well. And obviously then the plans of what is in the pipeline with this new investment. So we're going to jump into this episode after we get back from thanking our sponsors. Anyone who has tried to create a paper-based systems document for their cafe or coffee shop knows the pain of trying to get everything in order and keep it updated and share it with the team all at once. Train your sorts this problem out with its really easy to use interface online-based construction of your documents, and it's really easy to share with your team. Head over to thecafehustle.com forward slash trainual for 10% off your first 12 months and a seven-day free trial. So, Jack, thank you very much for joining me on The Cafe Hustle. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good. How are you? I'm very well. Like I say, we've just been talking about not too, about 70 miles away (laughs) distance, but across a huge amount of water. You're based in Liverpool. Uh, obviously I'm in the Isle of Man, but so we generally start the podcast wanting to know about you and, and a bit about what drives you. So what's your mission? What is your purpose, both personally and from a business point of view? So uh, it's a question that I've been trying to answer myself for a little while. Uh, I think that the, for, for myself, I think I've, I've been obsessed with, with, with business from, um, I know about 13 or 14. So from any business that has sort of had really rapid growth from the tech world to, to the to food and beverage world, I've, I've always been sort of, yeah, I've just always like been reading up on it, watching YouTube videos on it or whatever else. I've always kind of been obsessed with that kind of thing. And when the opportunity kind of came up to be able to do that with, with this business and, 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 you know, when we started it, how seven or eight years ago now, um, to be able to sort of feel like, yeah, we're doing something now that's really growing fast. And, and um, it is quite, it's, yeah, it, it, I think that's really where a lot of my drive comes from is just looking at all of those amazing businesses that I used to follow from uh, obviously all the crazy tech world that, that I uh, used to work on, work in a little bit, but the companies like Innocent Drinks as well, away from tech, you know, the those companies that created a great product, cool brand, uh, people really sort of resonated with love their culture and then uh saw that you know customer buy-in and i think that i've just been so obsessed with trying to build something like that in some regards uh taking a lot of inspiration from from those guys um to then you know doing that myself with with what we're doing here at 92. so it's um yeah i think that's what sort of my goal is, is 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 always sort of trying to build something that is excessively cool and and i don't think seven or eight years ago i actually thought it would be in coffee um but but now i can't see any any other world really to be honest (laughs) yeah i think and certainly for us certainly in the coffee game it's it doesn't always start off with certainly any purpose beyond a successful business and i think a lot of businesses start off from that point and then like you say you're very passionate about that so it's easy you know that's your focus 
But then certainly in coffee, we've got the opportunity to touch so many different sectors of our communities in totally different ways that we then, that's when we start to see what the business can do. So does your business, 92 Degrees, does that differ in terms of how, what impact you're wanting to make, oh, obviously you're trying to drive obviously no, no, the success absolutely. of the business, but what does yeah. that, where do we fit the, with the business yeah, itself? Yeah, no, it's, it's, no, absolutely. So the, the, for, for me, the, what we've now got to is, is a place with, with our businesses that we, we can, as you just said, is like touch apart, like touch so many people's lives in the, in, and make, make positive impact. So, and that goes all the way from the farms that we're purchasing coffee from to the, the small cafe around the corner that we sell our wholesale coffee to, to our own sites, you know, like there's so many different things that we can do and what I've realized and what I kind of fell in love with this business more and more as we were building it from day one is that uh, I realized how many people we were serving to and then how many people we were affecting. And I was like, Oh, I just want to keep doing more and more of that. So the, 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 the bigger we grow to the more positive impact we can have on our supply chain, on, um, on customers' lives, on lots of different things. So there's, there's, a, there's so much yet yeah, as a business now, our, our goal is to keep embedding ourselves with as many communities as possible and affecting as many people as possible in a, in a really positive way, which is usually over a nice cup of coffee. The best way. So tell yeah. us a bit about your story then. How did you get to found a 92 Degrees? Yeah, so um, it was actually founded by me and uh, five other people, um, and I, I was twenty at the time, and all the other all the other guys were, um, and they still are a lot, a lot older than me, um, and and the, it, it was kind of a strange one. So the the I was actually working on a building site, uh, our first first store. And a guy who uh, is still uh, a very good friend of mine ran a tech business, and he said to me, "Jack, would you mind taking me around the building site?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, of course." I went and got him a high vis and hard hat, and we, we went around the building site. And they got to the corner of Hope Street and Harbin Street, and said, uh, "Shop was at the Philharmonic Hall, great location, and amazing that no one had said it beforehand." But he said to me, "Jack, we could put a coffee shop here," and I was like, "Because of this obsession of business, I was just like, yeah, I'm in, whatever." And I didn't really know what it took. I didn't know you had to have till systems. I didn't know you had to have supply chains. I didn't know you had any of that stuff. I just thought, yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, and then we realized that we needed a lot more money than both of us had <laughs> to be able to do it. So we needed a couple of other people. So he went and spoke to uh, two of his business partners from the tech business. And then we kind of came up with a, a sort of small amount of money to build our first store. We bought built bought our uh, 2.5 kilo Diedrich roaster and and that's just how we started uh, which is actually downstairs in the office on like a, a little I don't know plinth if you like but um so yeah and we we, we came up with this idea we, we got a few people together and um about six weeks later we we opened our first first site uh, the corner of Hope Street and Harvest Street still uh, one of our most successful sites and about six weeks later um uh, after the opening we sat around and did like had this sort of it sounds a bit posh but it wasn't a shareholders meeting and uh, and we sat around and and um, I think in a pub um, and it was a it, we 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 went from the tech business uh, office which was around the corner to the to the pub over the road and and I was kind of like look we should build more of these um, and they all said no we we don't want to um, 
Not that they didn't want to, just that I think they had other priorities in their lives. As I say, they're, they're a bit older than me, 10, 15, 20 years older than me. And, you know, some of them ran other businesses. This was just kind of a side project. And I was kind of really furious, but I looked up to all of them. Uh, I still do. Um, I lean on them for advice. And, and, and so I, I was like, I think you're wrong on this one, but I couldn't really prove it. Being 20 years old, you haven't had enough experience to, to go through that. So what I decided is um, that I was basically going to go and get another job um, and earn as much money as I could uh, as fast as possible uh, and eventually buy out or buy a, buy a majority stake in the business so I could do what I believe we should be able to do. Um, and I did that. So I worked for the tech business that we found 92 degrees with. I worked for them as a, uh, uh, basically as someone who got them investment and, and a salesperson. And then I, I got, um, headhunted by a business called Social Chain, um, who you'll know my old boss guy called Stephen Bartlett, who was, uh, now the Dragon on Dragon's Den. So Steve was, was my boss. So I worked with him and, and, and his whole team, which was an amazing experience. I worked there for about two years. Um, and I was ended up as the client director there. And then I said to Steve and Don, the founders of Social Chain, when I first went, uh, this is a plan for me. For, I'll be here for two years. Trust me, I'll deliver. But my plan is always this little tiny coffee shop that I want to grow. Uh, and they thought I was insane, but they kind of gave me the job and that was that. Um, and then, yeah, about this is probably now about four years ago, um, I left my proper job, which was uh, at Social Chain and, and um bought a majority stake in, in the business uh, that I loved, which was 92. Um, some people of those, of the five others are still, um, you know, minority shareholders, but uh, some of them are also gone. Um, and then from then on, we'd start to grow and build a team. And now, you know, we're operating from up in Scotland down to London and we're doing kind of what I wanted to do, which is a nice feeling. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a strange story. Lots of family stories say like, oh, I just had this idea and then built this thing. But I had to go a bit of a strange way around it. Yeah, but it's very clear that you had that vision for 92. And, and like you say, look at it now, it's, it's, you're all over the country. <laughs> so what, what's your concept then? Tell me a bit about what it yeah. is. What do you offer as a business? I think the, 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 we have kind of three pillars that we, we, we go by. And that's what we talk about a lot in, in the office where I am now is, is our, our three pillars. Basically, uh, we start with people. So, you know, always working with other people and that, that comes from a sense of, um, uh, I think that you can, we want to work with people that we really like. We want to work with people that we get on with. And, you know, I think that there's, there's, there's times when things are going to be tough. And if you don't, if you're not working with people you don't really like, then you're probably not, it's going to be, it's going to be really, really tricky. So to start with, we look at the people and we find out, okay, are, do they fit our same ethics and morals? Do they have the same vision as us? Uh, and the same for our suppliers as well. Um, and then we kind of channel that into our customers in a lot of ways as well, is that we want our customers to see our vision and believe in the things that we do. Sometimes you can't convince them all the time, but you know, you, you want them to. Um, so we always start with people and, and that's a, a, a and then we have we go into our community side of it and that's supporting from coffee farms all the way through to the communities that we operate in this country. Um, and that's super important. And then the, the final bit is, is, is coffee. And, and obviously coffee is the thing that's brought, brought those three things together, basically, or those two other things together. Um, and I think that what we've kind of 
because of my love of, uh, uh, and, and passion for, for business, I, I've, I've always wanted to be involved in lots of things. And one of the things that our business now offers is every uh, coffee shop that we run ha doesn't have like a specific um, nationwide food supplier. So each shop will have basically a mile radius and we will pick food supplies from within there. So it's properly within the community. We're supporting this lo these local businesses, uh, which is, which is fun. So like I went down to our, one of our, we went to, down to our London site, um, I don't know, a, a month or so ago and got to try this most beautiful bread. And like, I was like, oh, where's this from? And uh, the person who was running the store said, it's actually, it's baked by a lady around the corner. And you're like, okay, that's super cool. Uh, the same as you know some of our sites in Liverpool we we have the uh, most incredible pastry uh, supplier called Butterholic and they do I mean those pastries will be probably the thing that kills me they're so so good like they're incredible right and um and, and so we're just supplying we're using all these small local suppliers that really add to the community that we're operating in um and so that's what you know accompanied with a great cup of coffee that's you know all produced in our roastery downstairs um we are, we're sort of trying to work within the community as much as humanly possible. And just touching, like you're talking about your people there, and certainly from my conversations on the podcast and even my own personal passion, like leadership and people leadership is really important for any organization, not even in hospitality. But I can't, I don't have a conversation with any successful business that isn't putting their people at the top of a pedestal almost we can't Absolutely. do what we do without doing that and it's very clear that you're along the same path as well as the connections with the community and i love the fact that you're using local suppliers around each mm -hmm. store it's not like you've you've got your supply chain you know nationally set and dragging products from all over the, <laughs> the place yeah. you are using the people that are in your communities around mm -hmm. each store to fill out the products and the ingredients that you're using to yeah. then serve the customers in the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a nightmare for the finance team. There's a lot of supplies they have to go through, um, but they, they can deal with that. That's uh, <laughs> they're, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're a great finance team, so they can, they're very good at dealing with that. But yeah, it's it's something that, don't get me wrong, we've, we've had times, you know, I kind of didn't think it was possible. Um, that was one of the things that I thought, well, the reason why Starbucks have, you know, national sort of supply chain is because it's just so hard to be able to do this, same as Cafe Nero, same as Costa, and you keep listing them all. And the more that we've looked at it, the more we actually find so much more enjoyment of being a, a customer of a small business. You know, like we have a site in um in just the outskirts of Manchester. And um I, I went uh, on on our opening week and it was lovely stores running really well. And they had these beautiful little cupcakes. I was like, they look a bit of me. I'll have, I'll try that. And again, I, I asked our head of brand who was taking me around Julia. I said, Julia, where are these from? And they were baked from person upstairs in like their, just their, their normal kitchen. Like that was, that was how they were supplying us. And I was like, well, that's amazing because they're going to probably bring all their friends and family to come and see where they're supplying. They're probably their first wholesale customer. And also we're supporting someone in the in literally in the building that we're operating in so it was a it was a win-win really but you're taking there the concept of independent coffee single store independent coffee that's the mindset almost yeah and you're spreading that across each of your individual stores and like you say it must create a, a bit of a headache generally but what are some of the big barriers then of doing that because obviously from a centralized point of view 
each store is having to almost manage its relationships independently of one another to to be able to achieve that yeah i mean the the the, the barriers definitely are it's a it's a it, it's time consuming <laughs> you know like we we we've had to set out sort of parameters of you know cost price and gps that we expect and there there are the boring side of the business as well you always have to do to make money that's the the thing is that people forget you can do the fun stuff but if if it's not commercially viable then it's a kind of waste of time anyway so one of the things that we do realize by doing this is that yeah it, it takes a lot of time you know our head of operations head of brand they are out it's a this is the great part of their job is they're out sampling lots of things but speaking with suppliers making sure that they can hit the right quantities the right quality controls you know there's lots of things that come into into play when we are spread across six seven different cities so you know the it's it's it is something that we we take very seriously when when choosing a supplier uh, because it's not it's not just oh my mate makes some cookies so let's put the cookies in it's uh We've got to go through the process that we've now set up, um, but it, it it's it is time consuming, but I think it adds uh, a lot more value than than that time that's required. So I think for now we're going to continue doing that for the for, for the foreseeable. I think like a lot of the the big complaint you hear about the chains is that they are very much the same across mm-hmm. each store, and I think by your approach, it's very much different. That each individual store will have its own character. Where, how many stores are you up to now? So we we are currently in uh, eleven. Uh, well, we've got eleven sites at the minute. We have uh, about we've got double that in uh, build and beagles. So we're kind of in a we're in a we will be up to twenty uh, about twenty two twenty three by the we will within the next six to twelve months. So yeah, we're in quite a fast uh, build phase at the minute. But even so, from twenty fifteen having that very first store. So now being up to 11, obviously big plans in the future, which we'll get onto in a second. But what sort, what are the strategies that you've employed then that have allowed you to, to see that growth from one store to 11 in what is a relatively short time? Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and also, you know, the first three years I wasn't really, you know, I was having to work with the jobs to do it. So I think, I, the, I think the, the strategy wise is 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 interesting um i am sure when my when my team listen back to this and they say jack talk about strategies laughable because I, I do things very very like um sometimes on a whim nearly but um, no we i think that the the thing that i have realized is definitely the most important thing and we touched upon it just before is is about people and feeling like you have a team that you can fall back on and feeling like you have a team that you know uh you can rely on regularly and and i think that that's kind of you know we're we're a, we're a young small business that's trying to grow quite quickly and we you know sometimes strategically we may not make the best decisions strategically we may um you know just try things because it sounds cooler and exciting or whatever right and but to to execute that well you need a really solid team around you. And I think that uh, as a strategy that I personally have taken is I want to look around and say, yeah, the team that I have, I feel like we can win with. And that's what we really, I mean, especially over the last like three years through COVID and, you know, going through all of those ups and downs and, you know, our roastery business exploding, going crazy because of, you know, all our stores being closed and then everyone came to us online and how we sort of changed up around that. Like, the for me 
without the team, it would just be impossible. So that's the yeah, that's a, that's the thing that I, I suppose I had taken as a strategic approach. And what allowed what allowed you to pull that trigger to go from the single store to multiple? Did you have to find additional investment to do that initial no, growth no. phase, or all funded? Or, or so basically, I mean, it was basically myself. So you know, that was from you know, I, I have to be very, very thankful to the, the tech business, Draw and Code, that I worked for 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 a couple of years, and, and Social Chain, where I worked for for a couple of years. You know, without those jobs, um, it would have been a lot slower. Uh, it would, you know, I I saved, I you know, I was earning relatively good money, and I was. I was living a life like I was earning no money uh, because I was saving everything. You know, it was it was it was sort of my time to sort of take the brunt of that a little bit and 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 feel like okay, well, if I if I don't go out for these beers tonight, that actually fifty quid I could save could be for something else, right? And and that's how I was taking this approach. So for me, the yeah, it was how we went from one to we went from one to three very quickly because I put in. Um, uh, uh, some money to, to to get us to do that, and then from that it's been very very organic until the most recent time when we have closed our, our our round of investments. It's that delayed gratification that sometimes entrepreneurs can struggle with. Some of them, you know, you having to delay this and you're making those sacrifices. But actually, now looking back at it, those beers, and I know it's probably <laughs> a lot more than just that. But you know, it, that all has accumulated in it. What is a decent portfolio of locations now, which mm. so turning to then barriers then of what what sort of problems did you face in terms of the growth? Is there anything, any lessons you learned that you would like pass on to people to say, try and avoid this? What were some of the yeah. big problems when it came to growing? Try, trying not to just do it yourself. Like and it goes back to people and team. Like I've now come to a realization that my you know, 99% of the team that I have know more than I do. And that 1% I'm quite happy with picking up and, 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 and cracking on with that and making sure I do the best job I can with that 1%. You know, there's, there's, for me, you know, I haven't, I haven't really been in a, like, I, I think for, for a piece of advice I would give is more about the building a, it, it was hard finding people that, you know, you trust and believe in and, and also believe in you, you know, like there's gotta be, it's gotta go to both ways. Um, but for me, the, the, the most important thing is like how we go from where, like, it's a tricky one. Like, I think that when we went from like, it was me and my, and our COO now, Jared, who, who ran, who was our store manager. And I said to him, when we had one store, do you want to build a business with me? Look, we'll build this and we'll build it everywhere. And he kind of thought he's just insane. Um, but he was the man that I really wanted to work with me to do this because he had so much more knowledge than I did in running a coffee shop. Like he'd done that for three years, basically. Um, so I think I was lucky with finding Jared and amazingly, he actually grew up two doors down from where my mum and dad lived when I, where I, where I grew up. So, uh, we had sort of a, a really strange early childhood relationship. And then we, we became very good friends and business partners now, but the, I think the piece of advice is finding people that you can believe in and finding those people that also believe in you. Um, that's super, super important. Yeah, that's a big challenge a lot of businesses are now dealing with. So in terms of now this a big investment now, what are the future plans? I know you touched on them a bit earlier, but where is 92 Degrees going now? 
so we we've got uh yeah we've obviously got our um our store locations that are that we've got basically plans to get to 50 uh sites by uh at the end of next year the year after um it would be nice to be again next year but it won't be uh, so we yeah we have um that now is a plan over the next two years basically which is which is quite a bit it's you know it's uh it's a daunting thing to look at when you say like that you just got to see it day by day really sometimes um and then we also have uh we're we're expanding um our grocery team um and our offering there we also have just started to go into um uh we're, we're creating some canned drinks as well which is we're quite excited about um so the canned drinks will be sold in our own in our own stores but obviously we hope to sell them into uh retail and, and and our wholesale partners and lots of other things so yeah that that'll be that'll be really exciting as well um it'll be oast uh, ice lattes which will be uh which will be lovely uh, i mean i've tried them we went to a factory down in a, a lab down in in cardiff where they got created and yeah, it was it was really really exciting. It was it was exactly what we wanted to create. So we're we're, we're very much looking forward to those being um to, to be finished and, and out in the world. And is there like you're talking about up to fifty locations? Is there going to be a tweak to the concept, or are you envisaging as a vision to maintain this certainly the local element yeah. and using people that are around those locations? A hundred percent. We won't be changing that at all. We we our our goal uh, is actually to get to ninety two stores. Uh, in the UK, um, just because uh, it's a good number, because we like it. Uh, so we're going to get to 92 stores. Um, uh, the team always laugh at me because whenever I say that in presentations or whatever, they always say, well, as soon as you get to 92, you're going to change it to 920. Uh, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, but yeah, you know, the, 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 the concept itself of using local uh, local businesses to, to be our suppliers is, is not going to change. We are very much set on that for, for the foreseeable. And, and it's something that I'm super proud of, you know, being able to support these small businesses um, in a way that, you know, I didn't really think we would ever be able to is something that we're, as a team, we're very proud of as well. And longer term, and I know 92 is a big number anyway, but beyond the UK, is that part of the vision at some point? Obviously long term yeah, yeah. and there's, there's a lot to do between then, you know? No, no, absolutely. We've, um, so we've, we, my my mum is um is a New Yorker amazingly so she she moved here for for university well for school and university when when she was very young and um so uh, I I kind of theoretically can qualify for for a green card and dual citizenship um which is an amazing thing to be able to firstly say but secondly gives a a lot of scope to be able to expand into the US now it's something that I've I've always been interested in and we have cousins that are still there and they obviously keep tabs on what we're going on and they always I get the occasional message saying, Jack, when are you gonna be building in Colorado? I think, well, that would be very cool. Uh or when are you gonna build in New York? And I'm like, that'd be amazing. Um I think for for now, obviously our focus is is primarily on the UK because there's such a great opportunity still here. Um, but my, you know, my my end goal, uh, I've always said is that I I, you know, I loved when I worked out in in Silicon Valley in, in, in San Francisco. Uh, and if I could take 92 degrees, just one shot there, that would be, that would be seen as success really. So yeah, that would be, uh, that's where I'd like to get to. Long-term vision. It's always a good thing to have. Listen, yeah. how can people find out more about you? What's happening certainly with the business and the expansion plans? Where can they get in touch with you and 92 degrees? Yeah. I mean, obviously feel, feel free to, uh, you know, we have 
all the normal social channels. Um, so yeah, I can go through them all from Facebook, TikTok, I think is now we've seen to get a lot of traction on recently. Uh, the Instagrams, Twitters and everything else. But LinkedIn is obviously a, is a, is a good place where we're sharing a lot of the business content just to keep people up to date within the business sector, or, you know, away from necessarily primary customers. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I try and keep up to date with my LinkedIn. I'm not very good. Uh, but yeah, people can always reach out through my from, through my LinkedIn and I'll, uh, I'll do my best to get back to everyone for sure. Listen, thank you so much for coming on and we'll leave a link to all those channels in the show notes. But listen, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing some of your experience and obviously your plans and where your business is going. And no doubt this will inspire other, other people in the sector that know that it doesn't take a well it takes a huge sacrifice but it's possible to grow at such a even to 11 stores without even looking at external investment so listen jack thank you so much for coming on the cafe hustle no thank you for having me so there it is my chat with jack and i really hope you enjoyed that it's really inspiring to see the amount that they've grown and to the size and obviously massive expansion plans in the future and it's really inspiring and really great to see that although they are growing to such an extent they're still keeping that fundamental element one of those things that really makes them unique and they're using the suppliers that are around each store you know from a sustainability point of view but also from a character point of view the fact you're using local suppliers really adds to what you offer as as a store so it's really great to see them doing that even at scale and for up to like a huge number of stores potentially in the future of 92 so yeah listen i really hope you enjoyed that thank you again for joining me on the cafe hustle and i'll see you on the next episode